John Carter's Mysteries and Beliefs show, episode number 83, part two. Coming up on the show today, our continuation on comic book talk with my guest, George and Craig, and on to the show. Now, I'm going to actually ask both of you guys this question. Do you guys have a specific comic that you like more, DC or Marvel? George, which one? Marvel. Brand? Yeah, Marvel. The brand? So even the characters? Yes. Okay. My, my favorite character is a Marvel character, yes. And who is that? Spider-Man. Boom. Who's yours? The Hulk. The Hulk? I wouldn't pitch it. I would imagine. I mean, I mean, people can't see you, but, <laughs> you know, I see where you get that from. If, you know, if we gave him, you know, visual. But anyway, um, I'm surprised at the Hulk, though. My favorite character. Okay. I like the Marvel franchise, especially with the films right now. But my favorite character is Superman. Always has been Superman since I've been a little kid. Always have been Superman. Now, outside of Marvel and DC, what are the other comics that you... Because, I mean, we talked about comics. We talk about comics all the time. And the most of it that I know about comics is is from what we see on movies right now and what I saw growing up on TV. But we didn't really have anybody in our neighborhood where I lived that collect comics. And the comics that we had at our stores or bookstores were just limited to, of course, X-Men, the Fantastic Four, Superman, Batman, and some of the obscure, I wouldn't even say obscure, because if you're a comic book fan, you know some of these comics. So what of the other like comic franchise that interest you? For me, um, Image, Image Comics. And what do um, they write? Who are their characters? They deal primarily with groups, you know, super, uh, superhero groups. Like X-Force and all X -Force, that. X-Force, Excalibur. Shoot, I, you know, I'm, my mind is blank right now, but, um, you know, mostly a lot, a lot of groups. And then, of course, DC, they're going to which um, more on a singular, they're going to folks, they're going to um, like Man-Thing. One, one of my favorite characters that I like to collect is Man-Thing in DC. So I, I don't do too many DCs. They're going to, he's, he's the only one that I collect in DC is Man-Thing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because most of the comics or what people see today is, People pick a favorite character, mm -hmm. and you just mentioned groups. Outside of the Avengers, I don't think a lot of people that aren't avid comic fans don't really know the groups. They know individual characters mm -hmm. of you know each DC or Marvel. And, of course, it's because of the film franchise right now is the reason why everybody knows of them. So, Craig, which, I mean, is there anything outside of Marvel? For me, it was really only... Um Image, and then I only went to Image because of McFarlane, because I was a huge, or am a huge fan of his work, because he used to um, write and pencil Spider-Man. And the way he would draw just, I, I just loved it. So when I would draw, you know, from my comics, it was always, it was 90% of the time it was a McFarlane picture or a McFarlane scene in a comic book that I was drawing. And then when he spun off and wanted his own thing, he created Spawn. Right. And so I followed him with Spawn, and that's how I was introduced to Image. And they had a few other things that he was doing, but none of it really grasped me like Spawn did. It was something about the way he wrote and drew Spawn that I just stuck with. So did you watch the Spawn movie? Yes. 
No. It was a long time ago. And you can't compare the, you know, the movies to, you know, to now from back back then because the CGI and all that stuff is way different now. Our, our technology is much better. So they're possibly doing a remake of Spawn. So what do you think about them not recasting Michael Jai White for that role? I'm fine with it. Um, I I didn't like him in the first role. I didn't, I didn't like the first movie. Yeah, it was it was like weird. I didn't like the first movie. I didn't like the plot line. Um, I don't know. I'm somewhat, I, I don't know if you call me a purist, but like the characters I've seen in the book and then the characters that were on the screen, they, like, they were different, right? I mean, you had black characters in the book. They were white characters on the screen. Um, different names and I was just like why y'all doing this I mean it was a, a perfectly good story it was a perfectly good model just transferred to the screen uh, and they didn't and yeah the effects weren't as phenomenal as they are now no but I'm just trying to follow the story and I was just like this what is this how how could you do this you know he did it himself right who McFarlane yeah McFarlane did it himself yeah no, I didn't and I it. believe he may have directed that film but mm. And, of course, he doesn't have that, the experience with that. Right. When he did that, because Michael Jai White actually talked about that. Michael Jai White was asked, you know, what he thought himself about not being recast as Spawn. You know, and he was like, it's not my movie. <laughs> you know, for real, it's not my comic. Right. It's not my movie. I just played in it. Hopefully they bring out Spawn because the character itself is a good character. Mm -hmm. And they can do a lot, especially today, with that character. George, we talked about this before, and a lot of people don't see some of the black comics. What's a black comic book or comic book series that you know of? When I was coming up, um, Black Goliath uh, had his own book. One of my main mans they going was um, Luke Cage. Well, people know. people know of Luke Cage because Power Man. Yeah, but Luke Cage is part of Marvel. Mm -hmm. But I'm specifically talking about outside of the big two franchise right now. Image, they're going to came out with Silverhawk. You know, he's totally covered in a uniform, um, silver. And we didn't find out who he was until the, until the end of the series. And he took off his helmet. This went through an entire book series? Yep. And they didn't reveal who he was? Didn't reveal who he was. To the to the last book, and he was he was perched on on a building, and he took off his helmet. It was a brother. No, it was like what? But what comic book series was that? Who was the writers or who was the? Dude, man, I couldn't tell you, man. I couldn't tell you. I I just if uh, with me if I see a book that that looks interesting, then I you know I pick it up and read it. If I like it, you know just 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 go for that. And what's that. what's the name of that that the book series that was? Um, is it Milestone that did? What's the name? Static oh, Shock. Static Shock. Yeah. Is it is it Icon, Milestone? Yeah, Milestone Icon Static Shock. What's it? Syndicate Cabinet. They have a few uh, a few characters. Did you see that weak ass movie that they put out with Static Shock? No, no, I didn't. <sighs> I don't even know if they even called them Static Shock. Uh, for real, did you see that? Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's a live-action movie? It's a live-action movie with a little black kid. Mm -hmm. And 
I haven't read the Static Shock comics, but I can tell I've seen it before mm-hmm. that is based off of Static Shock. And I don't know if they called him Static Shock. This little boy, because he's a teenage black boy, right? Mm-hmm. And he gets these powers. And it had something to do with like these gangs of thugs or some something like that. Right. I can't it's been a few years since I I, I saw that movie. But I can't remember. If I pull it, I'll let you know what movie it is. But, you know, some of those characters, which I think they could have done more because I looked at some of the books when, when I went to this show with you because they had some of the milestone comics. And that's why I was asking you um, because they, they went out of business, right? Or they're not yeah. writing anymore. Yeah. And it's it's kind of sad that, you know, right, right now that we have these big comic franchise and these characters – especially that they're trying to be diverse right now with mm-hmm. a lot of their characters in a lot of their films, that they're not doing some of the older black comics. And again, they did this like static shock thing, which I know, I don't know if they called it, but it to take off of that character of static shock. And they can, you know, they could put those in mainstream right now because those were pretty good characters. But I don't know why they're doing it. And you, a lot of people don't hear about a lot of black comics because, of course, Marvel and DC, they have the big backing of the money. Right. You know? And, you know, as far as I, because Craig and I talked about the film, you know, uh, Spawn and what they're doing with all the characters now. So how do you feel, since you both of you guys are Marvel fans, you know, what they're doing with Marvel as far as the movies make a hell of a lot of money, and you guys know that. They kind of sort of stick into the some of the plot lines of the comic books, but they have to change it because, you know, you have to sell to everybody, you know, not just the comic book fans, which I don't like. You know, I'd rather have a no-name character in a movie, a no-name superstar that fits the role exactly. Chadwick Boseman, he fit the role. He was damn good in it. But mm-hmm. some of the some of the other characters, they just want to pull in because of their star power right. to sell it. But I think as comic book fans, do you think these movies would sell if they got like a no-name actor that's really good at acting and could fit these roles as characters? Do you think they would sell to the public? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, my- But not just the fans of comics, the mainstream public. The story itself, good and bad. I really get a kick out of their their special powers. Seeing that in action, uh, you know, Wolverine, they're gonna when his claws come out. Iceman, they're gonna he, he needs to do more. The latest in the X Men, they're gonna with um, Quicksilver, you know, moving fast, and then the, everything is in slow motion. Why, you know, going through his motion? So I'm gonna freeze you there for a second with Quicksilver. I think that was a dumbass move what they did in the MCU, their franchise, getting rid of Quicksilver because the Okay, you might be fans of this director, okay? But this idiot just wanted a superstar, a superhero to die. And he chose Quicksilver. How many comics have you seen Quicksilver in? He's on all over the place. Why do you put him in one goddamn movie and kill him? Because you wanted to choose a person to kill, a superhero to kill. It didn't make sense to me. Because then you turn around you put the Fox version of Quicksilver in the MCU on their TV show on Disney, on Wanda. Doesn't make sense. 
she was with her brother, which was Quicksilver, in the MCU. But then you put this guy in there from the Fox movies. Yeah. I mean, what? That, that, that really didn't make sense to me it when did. they did that. Mm-hmm. And they did it all because, if you didn't know, that director wanted a shock and awe and kill one superhero. Yeah, he said that. It was in an interview. He said that. He felt that mm-hmm. it would be um, more appealing, I guess, to people if they see a superhero die in these films. Does that make sense to any of you two? I mean, I guess I can kind of understand what he was going for. I mean, maybe he was just trying to show it's, it's, it's an actual movie, right? It's not just some kid's fantasy thing, right? It's not just some superhero movie or some comic movie, right? This is a movie with an actual plot, with an actual storyline, right? Stuff happens. Heroes die. I get it. You know, Superman died, came back to life. I get it. But I do agree. Like, you, you introduced the character, and then you killed him off. And then and you put him back in. He's a major character. Because his sister's a major player. Didn't make sense to me, but... Yeah, I, 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 I swear, I just didn't understand why they, they chose him. Because, now, I know back then, they weren't thinking about them reacquiring the rights to the Fox films. And, you know, the X-Men were with them. So, at some point... You have to figure if they were that if that was their play to get these characters back, why would you introduce these characters in two different worlds and then try to meld them together with two different people? It didn't really make sense to me. And plus, I think the the one who paid Pietro in the MCU is much better than what they did in that X-Men movie. They had better effects because they didn't keep Quicksilver long enough. In the MCU, but they in the X Men film, they like you said, the stopping the time and the what stuff he did was pretty cool. But they could have done that in the MCU too, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, sorry, George, I interrupt, interrupt. I forgot where I was now. <laughs> you know, you go to the next one. But to address your point though about. Um... No names, I guess. I think what well, that was my interpretation. You were saying basically no names playing these heroes. Right? Yeah. So, you know, even think like I didn't know who Hugh Jackman was before Wolverine. He may have been an actor, but I didn't know him before Wolverine. Chris Evans. I mean, how many people remember he was the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four, right? But the movie sucked because Fox don't know yeah. what they're doing, right? But he comes in as Captain America. Now everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. I'd never seen Chris Helmsworth. Chris Helmsworth before he became Thor, wow. right? So Robert Downey Jr. was the only big name I knew as far as MCU when it started. Um, I mean, yeah, there was, uh, what was that man's name? What was the original roadie? Terrence Howard. Oh, yeah. right? my God. <laughs> yeah, I remember, yeah, you know, Iron I knew man. him. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I knew him, knew Don Cheadle, yeah. But other than that, in the beginning, Robert was the only big name I knew. Everybody else, I was just like, who is this? Let's see how... This turns out, mm-hmm. right? I mean, see, but Chris the, Evans was a pretty good Captain America. <laughs> even though you haven't watched any of their films, those were big names in Hollywood. Okay. So at that time, when they were cast, they were casting big names in Hollywood. So Chris Evans was pretty big, and Hugh Jackman is was really big in Hollywood. 
So they they chose everybody that they chose. They chose with a big name for these major roles. Again, Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. is a big household name. I mean, um, was Benedict Cumberbatch, huge name. So they picked these actors for huge names. But some of the things that I've been watching recently that they're trying to get away from doing that because and. The only reason why I believe that is because some of these larger actors that they approach to do these films, they don't want to be tied into a 10-year contract mm. to do these films. And if you're just coming out, you know, you, you're making your way on the scene and you're, you've been, you know, known as a good actor right. or actress, they're casting them because they will, they're willing to do like a 10-year contract because like, oh, shit, I got a job for 10 years? But then they're not thinking. Once they get that, you know, that first film out the way, somebody else wants them in another film. Right. But you can't do it because you're locked on the contract with, you know, Marvel or DC. So you, no, no, no. They're filming then. We're filming now. So you have to film with us right now. And there's a thing you mentioned, Chris Elm Hemsworth. He was actually filming between shooting Thor. He mentioned that. Watch one of his films that he was doing. Like, I don't recall the name of the movie that he was doing, but it takes them anywhere from six to eight months to bulk up to Mm. their superhero thing. So he was filming another film in between bulking and filming Thor. He said, you can see the progression of me getting bigger. And at the end of the film or some point of the film, depending on how they shot the sequences, that he's smaller in other parts. And people don't really pay attention to that. He said it got to the point where his costume, he was filming that his hand swole up because he had bulked up from when he first started filming the, the film. So because he was filming something else. Right. You know what I mean? So, and I think when it comes to these films, like I said, with me personally, I don't care, like you said, George, I don't care who the hell is doing it. If it looks good, it looks good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if somebody, like you said, Wolverine pops his claws off and they slice somebody up, like, oh, shit. <laughs> he just did that. And I don't care who did it. Plus, you got you have to look at the age. You know, when, when you sign somebody up for a 10-year contract, you know, depending on when you, you know, when you, you pick go this in. character, mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're in their 20s, you know, then they're going to be in their, in their 30s. They're going to, by the time they, they finish their contract. So you, you might want to get... An up and coming star that's that's not known but fits apart, and that that uh, you know by the time they start in their early twenties, you know they'll just be hitting th- you know their their thirties. They're gonna by the time their contract is up, you know, so they still have their youth, and plus they're hungry. They're going for you know for film, mm-hmm. you know, so this will help them you know to get in the know, long run. It will yeah, in the long run. They're gonna mm-hmm. now now they're seasoned now in their thirties and forties and stuff. They can they can venture on somewhere else. You know, that, that's why they're going to think Chris, they're going, you know, uh, Captain America, they're going, you know, pretty much got, you know, got burnt out. I watched some of the movies that he did after um, some of the, I don't know what you would call these films, but, you know, films with the technology we have, you can film a film in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And I know some of these actors did that. And in between films, they filmed some things, only took a couple of months to film. But like I said, you get stuck in this contract because if you do get another major role, you can't do it. 
you know, like you said, the longevity of it is if you have some, just like basketball, football players. I mean, you get somebody young, you mm-hmm. can, the potential of having them longer is much better the younger that you get them. And if they do have that talent for it. Now, when it comes to the films, my biggest film right now is, I talked to Lisa about this earlier today. Did you know somebody said that Black Panther, which you have a Black Panther shirt on and I have a Black Panther hat, that's neither here nor there. But that was the most overrated Marvel film that was filmed. For who? Somebody said that. Mm. So what, do you, what are your thoughts? Doesn't Trey. surprise me that somebody would say it. Unfortunately, if it wasn't the Black Panther, if it wasn't about a fictional cultural race of, of African-American folks, black folks doing well, they would have loved it. Mm-hmm. They would loved it. But to have people actually walking around, because I remember folks were just walking around, Wakanda forever. I was like, y'all know Wakanda's not real, right? But the pride they had yes. because it yeah. was something they could identify with. Because it was us. Yeah, you know, so it that, was us. I, you know, I was like, hey, Wakanda forever. Hey, do your, yeah, Wakanda forever. Do your thing. But, and did you know that there was a big uproar when they filmed Black Panther? Because there wasn't enough white people in it. Now, I didn't know, but again, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There was a huge uproar because they were casting. Come on. Now, if you listen out there, we're not talking about South Africa. We're talking about the jungles of Africa. Who lives there? Black people. So you just want to interject white people into this you know what I mean? Into this film because you want to see more white people on the film. Can we just have one? Nope. You know what I mean? Just one? No. Nope. You know, and do you know Black Panther to this date was the third highest grossing film in the USA? So overrated film? Somebody was watching it and somebody liked it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to that note, Chadwick Boseman played like a phenomenal role. I mean, you can't take shit away from him. Them not casting or recasting T'Challa, do you think that's a good idea for Feige and Marvel to do that? Not, no, hold on. Before you comment, not, we're not talking about Black Panther because you guys know Black Panther, the mantle gets passed down, right? But not doing a Black Panther 2 and not recasting another T'Challa to play Black Panther. Do you think that's the right idea? Uh, for me, um, you know, according you know, according to the comic book, no, no, I I, I think they should have casted it on another um, T'Challa for sure. Kind of stick with the script. His change, you know, the changing of the guard is coming later. See, my thing thing is they're throwing too many things. They're just crisscrossing all over the place. They're going, and and I'm I'm so used of, of following the stories that uh, it's really confusing me. They're going when they throw a character in there, just it just it's, it's too soon. Before I mention something, let me. What, what's your thought about it, Craig? Yeah, I think it was the right thing. Like you said, Chadwick was phenomenal. Chadwick is T'Challa. So, in my opinion, to recast him, you you kind of take it away from that, right? Just like Chris Evans is going to be Captain America to folks forever. They're going to overlook that he did the Human Torch, even though he was good in that role, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They're going to see him. They're going to see Captain America. If people see Chadwick, they're going to see T'Challa. 
to bring someone else in and give him that name, to me, like I said, I think it takes away from his performance and, and what he meant and what he signified. So I'm I'm all aboard, you know, moving moving on past that character. See, and I'm exactly where Craig is. The reason why I say that is it's not just recasting Black or T'Challa as Black Panther. It's what it stood for at the time when that movie was filmed. Just imagine Martin Luther King got killed, right? You just said, okay, Jesse, take over Martin Luther's reign and go ahead and protest. Would it be the same to you? No. It wouldn't be the same. It mm-hmm. wouldn't mean the same thing. So I think that's the right idea that they did because you know as as follower of the comics that the mantle gets passed down. Right. So we can get another Black Panther. Right. If they chose another Black Panther, I'm all down with that because yeah. that little dude from Bridgerton they were talking about, you know, you know, coming in playing Black Panther. Mm-hmm. If he's just Black Panther, I don't care because he's not T'Challa. It's not going to mean the same thing. As long as he can play the character as Black Panther good, that's all good with me. What it stood for at that time within the Black community, you know, you guys seen the movie and you guys probably seen stuff on social media and even the news how, how much pride it gave Black people mm-hmm. at that time. So you can't, you can't, and I think that Marvel and Feige knew that, and that's the reason why they did not recast him. Because if you did that, it wouldn't even be a legacy of Chadwick Boseman as being Black Panther, because he wouldn't be forgotten. I don't think it'd be as accepted as what the first film was. So that's why they chose, even if you watch, did you see um, the new, what do they call it? Insignia or whatever trail, not not the trailer, but you know the the name of it. <clears throat> if you look at it, the logo. There you mm-hmm. go. The logo is very tiny, Black Panther, and huge Wakanda forever, because they want the film to be about Wakanda right. now, not Black Panther. So they can kind of get away from the thought of okay, we're trying to replace T'Challa, right. the Black Panther. And in rolling into whatever they're going to film for that movie now. I'm not really digging Shiri becoming Black Panther right now. I would prefer them bringing Killmonger back. There was a lot of conversations on how they could do this because Killmonger was brought back in the comics by some whoever this guy was. There was some talks about that, that they could bring Killmonger back to avenge T'Challa, his cousin, because he was about his people. Mm -hmm. And he was about getting the technology out to his people. That was one thought. Another thought was having Wakabi be the Black Panther. Because in the books, Sherry was messing around with making synthetic the heart-shaped herb. So it, it doesn't follow the comic line, but that's kind of a good segue of you know, T'Challa dying and bringing back Black Panther and actually passing the mantle down to Shiri that way. Because Wakabi could have got a hold of one of the synthetic, the heart-shaped herbs, and become Black Panther to help defend Wakanda. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different theories, you know, out there because they actually planned on Black Panther 2. Not Wakanda forever, Black Panther 2. But they can't, of course, they can't do it now. They could if they want to, but I don't think it would be re- received. Mm. So? Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it would be rushed, but even if they do bring 
they they pass it to Sherry for the for just for this movie. I mean, it it could it it could for little girls. I mean, here you have a black woman being a major superhero in a major movie. It's like Black Panther did for little black boys, supposedly, right? Because it was a black superhero. Right? It wasn't Superman. It wasn't Batman. It wasn't, even though Spawn was black, he was dead. All right? I mean, it's just what it is. He was dead. Black Panther, he, he was a black, he took the mask off, he looks like me. Right? Jury takes a mask off, she got a little puffs or her hair done up or whatever, right? Like, like the little girls do. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it may... It, I don't think it was going to be as well received as the first one. None, none of them will, to be honest, oh, yeah. in my opinion. Right? None of them will. But I think it may be received better than some think. Yeah. Was when you when you mentioned that, I think when you said rushed is a good word because when it comes to like the female, first and foremost, they already have um, Black Widow. It's been in a franchise for a while. They have Captain Marvel. Of course, there's a two little white girls, <laughs> two white girls. But again, now they were doing something with Monica Rambeau, who is already black, who is black. Mm-hmm. Then now you have Miss Marvel, who's Middle Eastern. So are we going to put out just all these films with just main role female characters to appease like the younger female generation? You know, I'm not sure if that's the right direction to go in if you cast Sherry because one film or character can be better than the other and these little girls fall off because they like one over the other. So when it comes to the pockets, and that's what they think about is the pockets, and that's the reason why they're doing these ones now. It's because, you know, they want to have the appeal of this multicultural, multi-generation, right. you know, the people that think differently and outside the box. Right. Too deep for you, George? And as always. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, we've been talking about um, that for a minute, Black Panther, because, you know, I love Black Panther. Although he's not my favorite superhero, I would like to see the White Wolf come back somehow in the comics since he was with Black Panther, if they can fit him in. But moving on from that, in just even DC and Marvel, what do you think about the comparisons of what they're doing as far as, oh, I'm going to lambash DC before the end of it. So I'm glad neither one, because we'd be <laughs> arguing about that. Okay. But what do you think about the portrayal of the characters in the film? I mean, do you think it's uh, the idea that they have is the right direction? Or are they just doing it for money? Or do you think it, it'll appeal to even, you know, the avid comic book readers and collectors? For me, I think we've, we've talked about this. Um, comic book fans, I believe, we just want a good story. Well, for me, they don't, like I said, I, I, don't, I don't really care about who portrays who. Just try to stick to the book as best you can. So the storyline is, story is, is more yeah. important. Yeah. What about you, Craig? I'm sorry, I trailed off. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're kind of swaying off of the, the books themselves. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about the comparison to the books to the film? Do you think that it will appeal to the avid comic book collectors? No, because the, the avid comic book collector, the comic fan, in my opinion, I want you to stick to the source, right? You can, you can follow whatever plot in the movie if you want, but have the character be true to itself. 
And if they can't think of a good story, you got tons of storylines in the comic books. I mean, there's storylines for days. You, you don't have to make up anything. You know, just follow the storyline. But when they, in my opinion, when, you, when you're trying to take a comic book character and you're trying to turn him into a serious movie, right? Like, none of these movies are going to win Oscars. None of, you gonna, none of the actors are going to win Oscars for these portrayals. It should be purely entertainment. I mean, it's, you're taking a comic book and you, you're putting it on the screen to reach a bigger audience. In my opinion, I mean, yeah, everybody can buy a comic book, but you're not. There's, there's somewhat of a stigma. Right? Comic books are for nerds. But to put it on a movie screen, put on movie screen, you, you're going to reach a big audience because it's cool to go to a movie. It's cool to go see a movie, especially if it's a movie everybody's talking about or if, if it's the hot thing right now. I think they should just stick to the source material. Like I said, it's, yeah, and it's, I, it's, it's there for them. There's nothing for you to create. There's nothing for you to really think about. Yeah, you know, and I feel the same way, too, because they skip around, too. Mm-hmm. Be like, wait, even some of the things that I know about the comics is like, okay, that don't happen for, you know, Spider-Man. Another, right. you know, series. Like, you know what I mean? Spider-Man. I loved the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I thought I loved the costume. I thought it was good. But how do you bring Mary Jane in off the bat? Gwen was his first love. How do you bring Mary Jane off? You bring the Green Goblin yeah. in as one yeah. of his mm-hmm. first enemies or villains. Okay, and that's great because he was. But then how do you bring Mary Jane in off the bat? And and I like I'm just stick stick with the story. You know, stick with the source. It's there. It's good. It's been great for years because the books were around before the movies. If I'm not mistaken, as far as comics all around, Spider-Man is the biggest selling one, right? It, or the or the most um, popular of the superhero characters. He has the thing the most issues, you know, different books. Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, Peter Parker Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, <laughs> Web of Spider-Man. I, I mean, it just it just goes on. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. yeah. You know, it's hard for me they're going to collect all the different Spider-Mans, you know, but they kind of intertwine. They're going to, the best thing about these, you know, the different books is that it tackles different points of his life and, and adventures and stuff like, you know, yeah. like that. So you, so if you are able to, to collect them and read them, you'll find out a lot about Spider-Man. He, he's all over the place, you know, and especially they now the big thing is, is, um, is the multiverse, which is just coming out. But, you know, this has been happening. They're going, you know, Years back, you know, back in back in the eighties and the nineties, they're gonna win. Um, you know, heck, especially they're gonna, you know, when he went to uh, uh, when they went to the Secret Wars, you know. So um, and, and and right now, they I can't believe they they haven't brought that up because there's a lot of characters they got their powers and different powers and stuff like that from the Secret Wars. So that's in the works, though. The yeah, Secret but they, Wars. They, yeah, they, yeah, I mean, they jumping they jumping from Spider Man tackling Sandman, and then all of a sudden here come Venom. Yeah, you know how, how do you mix Sandman and Venom? They go Sandman is he's the original. Venom is, is way down the road. I mean, yeah. you got a lot more characters, and th- then it, after that movie, um, they finally got Electro in there and the Scorpion. You know how you how yeah. you you you're jumping? Yeah. yeah, like I said, they they jump around yeah. some of these films, and like I said, they I saw something here recently that they said they got plans up to twenty thirty two in Marvel. So if you think in that far ahead. Just stick to the damn books. Yeah. You can go through the books that will go through the timeline that you can add the stories into the timeline that will be appealing to everyone. You know, instead of just like you said, I know the Spider-Man is the biggest one with them skipping, you know, just 
you're flip-flopping back and forth. The thing about Spider-Man is you have to realize that it's being filmed with Sony mm -hmm. and also with Marvel. So two different studios are filming this thing. So they choose to do what they want to do at their studio. And just like in Spider-Man No Way Home, since that movie has made so much money, Sony wants to do their own Spider-Man again. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> they want to do their own because they probably can do it better and make more money. Why didn't they do it in the first place and make more money? Because they can't do it. They need to just release the entire character back to Marvel to let them do what they do best with these characters. Oh, my God. You just mentioned Venom. That second one was garbage. It was. Oh, Carnage? It was garbage. The first one was garbage. Now, as a movie, I enjoyed it. But the way that they introduced Venom to the general public, period, it wasn't like irritates that. me. Yeah. Right. Because Venom, the symbiote came from the Secret Wars. Yep. They went there. Yep. During one of the battles, Spider-Man's costume was damaged. The Beyonder gave him the symbiote. Nobody knew it was an intelligent being. Nobody knew it was alive. It was just a cool costume. He came back to Earth with it, found out later it was a symbiote, separated. It bonds with Eddie. Oh, he couldn't get it off at Venom. first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't once he found out it was alive. Yeah. But, you know, and then it bonded with Eddie and Venom was born. Right? Like, I had I had that comic book, issue number 298, 299, and 300, drawn by Todd McFarlane. Number 300 was the first introduction, was Venom's first appearance, was issue number 300 of Major Spider-Man. I got it. And then he looked at the TV and the cartoons, and it came to Earth on some rock from outer space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, stick to the Don't. Stick to the plot. Right. Just, stick, come stick on. to the story. You couldn't come up with a better way of introducing Venom than it just being an asteroid coming to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? I know. It's, it's, it's crazy that, yeah. you but, know. I'm ahead. sorry. What I was going to say, but also, right, because in the comic, the symbiote took on what it knew, which was Spider-Man, which is where the spider comes from, from Venom's emblem, right? But you don't see that in the movies. Why? Because it never bonded with Spider-Man. So yeah. you don't see that spot. No, yeah, not in the MCU version. It, it only bonded, remember? Was it um, Tobey Maguire? Yep, Sony was the third yeah. Spider-Man Sony did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, it bonded with him, but it didn't bond. They don't show the transition mm -hmm. at all, you know, from that. And, you know, the, most people that don't collect the, the comics, they ain't going to know anyway. Right. They're going to the movies to watch a movie. Now, and that's pretty much what they're doing. The movie by itself was, he, he had the symbiote, but... Just him going through it, bonding, knowing what it is, separating, and it becoming Venom. That's how you could end a movie, is it becoming Venom. Like, yeah. that could have been a movie yeah. by itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird how they do that. I mean, again, they're not appealing to just comic book mm -hmm. fans. Right. They're appealing to the masses. So they want to sell these films and stuff to the masses of people. And that's why they, they do that. They you know That's why they're putting what they do and why they do it in the movies right now. It's because it sells. That's the bottom line, is the bottom line. It sells. Yeah. I, I, I think they'll, they'll sell even more tickets and, and um, get more appreciation if they had some guidance from some comic book fans, you know, some true comic book fans that could tell them, um, what, you know, what's what's going on and, and what's the right way to do it. Or even... even uh, writers that were on the series for a yeah. time, right? Because they yeah. get to know the characters, right? Because they wrote the stories. But, but we get some input from them. We've all seen this before. When something gets really good, it makes a lot of money, 
the people who finance it think they can make it better. Right. Mm. And that's where everything falls. That's why it does fall, because they can they think they can do it better. And we've seen that with Dave Chappelle, his show, and also Game of Thrones. They thought they could write it better. Then their stuff turned out to be garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, for real. It's, it's just, just garbage. And the model that they're doing at, at um, Marvel right now, I think it, Kevin Feige's doing a good job at what he's doing. Because although, you know, they're changing things around as far as based on what the true writings of the comics is in the films, but, I mean, he's doing the right things, and he's doing the things that's bringing people to the seats. That's what he's doing right now. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and uh, switch gears to D.C. real quick. I just hope they give Daredevil another shot oh my a God. decent movie. That's no, just... but they, they are. They were supposed to introduce Daredevil in one of these movies coming up. They were going to introduce Daredevil at some point into the into the films, but I don't know how they were going to do it. They were supposed to be in Spider-Man. And Disney's bringing back all of the characters that was on Netflix, too. So if you're a Netflix person that watched the Marvel franchise out there, you know, stay tuned for Disney to do that thing. We'll switch gears. And I'm like I said, I'm glad you guys are fans of, <laughs> of DC Comics. I'm going to start with Justice League. <laughs> we don't cuss on my show. You can say shit and damn. Mm-hmm. But if I could say the F word, I would say the F word because that was effing garbage what they did the first one. With DC, DC has phenomenal characters that you guys already know. Mm -hmm. They have one of the biggest characters out there, Batman. Mm -hmm. And the biggest character, Superman, that they're not really doing anything with. They make, again, I'm going to go to Justice League. Snyder Cut came out after the original Justice League. It got rave reviews from critics and the fans. But the people at WB who owned it at that point were like, mm, nah, that's a good one off. But do you know Snyder was the first one who started to film Justice League? He had like a personal thing, mm-hmm. right? So they pulled the film. They got Josh Whedon to do the film. And the film turned out to be trash. I don't know if you guys liked it. We're going to argue about it, but I think it was trash. They made the characters look kind of weak and soft as superheroes. They could have done a lot more because he planned to to do a lot more with the Justice League franchise, Zack Snyder, because he had not just like the one film plan. He had a long-term plan with the Lanterns coming in. He had more to do with Joker coming into the films. So he had all these things Things lined up. But the people that, you know, that was owning it at that point was like, nah, we can do things better. We can make it better. So they got Josh Sweden, and they didn't want Zack Snyder back for Justice League. Did you guys watch both the movies? Nope. nope. Which one did you watch? <clears throat> I, I didn't watch either, actually. I watched part of the first one. And I was like, this, this sucks. I can't. And I I stopped watching. Then I kept hearing about Snyder Cut, Snyder Cuts. I said, all right, let me give this one a try. And I think I got 40 minutes into it, and I was like, yeah, nope, it still sucks. (laughs) You you know why you say that is? Because the first part of the film was Snyder's. um, Josh Whedon kind of came in at the end. Came in and 
use some of the things, same things and changed it. If you watch the movie through, especially when Superman came back, it was a game changer. Because you remember when he, with Steppenwolf, when he came out there, you watched the film, right? Yeah. When he came out there with his axe, he hit Superman. Superman was like, what? I mean, for real, he was like, did you just... It's like, you know, you what's that dance? You brush your shoulder off? Yep. That's cool. That's what he did to Stephen Wolf. Another thing I think the reason why you may say that is because he tried to put as much of his idea in that film because it was a one-off. Okay, yeah. They only wanted to continue, and they didn't want to invest more money into it. And he knew that they didn't want him back to do any more of his films. Two things I think they should have followed on is when Superman goes bad and they brought in my man, Martian Manhunter, at the end. But they didn't do shit about it. You almost make me want to go back and watch this movie now. That may explain, because I felt the movie was rushed. And maybe that is why, because he was, like you're just saying, because I didn't know that he was trying to basically put everything he could into it because he wasn't getting another chance at it. But it did seem rushed to me. It was one of the things. And it just, I don't know, it was just something about it. I just, I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> it just, <laughs> this movie sucks, man. Did you, and you guys see Man of Steel? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember the general when Superman broke his chains and he wanted to get up out of there? Yeah. And the only one didn't step back was the general? Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder was foreshadowing Martian Manhunter. Right. So he came back in the Snyder Cut as Martian Manhunter at the end. Ah. Uh. Oh, okay. Okay. I just learned that myself because I didn't really, I knew that, you know, watching the film that that was a general, you know, that was, that they came in Justice League. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I watched, that's my Saturday morning cartoons. I watched these YouTube guys, you know, with their, their comic book stuff. And they showed the part that they said, look at what happens. And the reason why the general didn't step back is because He's Martian Manhunter. He's got the same powers as Superman. So, and what? What you going to do to me? Okay. If you guys haven't read or watched anything recently that they, you know, sold the entire thing, the whole thing, it's gone, right? WB, is, it's been sold. AT&T sold it. Uh, AT&T owned it, and they sold it. And it's owned by Discovery. So Discovery brought the franchise. So everybody that has had something to do with the DC Comics, the TV shows, they've already started canceling all, all the TV shows pretty much, except for Flash. But what they're doing is they're going the right direction. They may want to bring Zack Snyder back to do Justice League, and they're also possibly bringing back Henry Cavill as Superman. Number one, The Rock wants to do a film with Henry Cavill as Superman. His star power might pull that to make it happen. But they're looking to get a Kevin Feige type for the franchise itself, DC, to have someone dedicated to the franchise of DC. Right. They they have great TV shows. Mm-hmm. Right. But it just, over the years, it fell off because all the people that the executives were the ones who were, you know, pulling the strings, making the calls, making the shots for them. And they don't know shit about comics. They just look to see what's selling, and they okay, this is good. You know, Marvel did this, let's sell this. Right. And that's what they honestly were doing. So right now they're revamping everything. They're canceling a lot of things. They're bringing the Green Lanterns back. Did you know Ryan Reynolds was coming back in Zack Snyder's film as Green Lantern? He agreed <laughs> to it. He agreed to it. 
but they fired Zack Snyder from the from DC. He shouldn't have done Green Lantern. Well, the, I, you well know what? he I knows he should have done Green Lantern because it 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 might not just been him. It could have been the story, the direction, all that. But he wasn't good. That wasn't a good movie. Let me just put it that way. That wasn't a good yeah. movie. He admitted that. Him and Taika Waititi were in an interview, and they said, "Have you guys ever, you know?" They were talking about, you know, working together. He goes, no, nah, we never worked together. And then they cut to a, a part because both Taika Waititi was the best friend of Ryan Reynolds in, in Green Lantern. Both of them want to forget about that, that whole thing because it wasn't good. Did you see when Zeus and the Lanterns came during the fight? The fight? Mm-hmm. The huge fight scene when um, Steppenwolf came. Yeah, it was that Wonder Woman, I think, was trying to explain when he first came down there, or well, the mother box or something. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing those battle scenes, yeah. In the Snyder Cut. No, yeah. I didn't get that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's different. Because uh-huh. they had the lanterns there, and then they're bringing back Diggle from the lanterns. He found a box, and at the end, he opened it. All you saw was a green, like, glow on his right. face. And you know damn well what it was. A ring from the Green Lanterns. Ryan Reynolds, off the bat, knew that once he saw that film, it was garbage. What Zack Snyder had, he would not have agreed to be on board with it if he didn't think it was good. I mean, he can think it's good. I, I can still dislike it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I mean, I get it, yeah. He, I mean... I just haven't seen a good DC movie yet, and it it irritates me because they do have good characters, right? And like, what the f- what what almost almost let slip. What the f was Shazam? What was that? How do you how do you what, what was how do you even let that get greenlit? It's a like, kids movie, right? But cartoon. Like, come on, man! It's Shazam. This this band that went toe to toe with Superman, and this is what you do to him. He 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 was a big kid with power. Oh, look, the lightning bolt lights up. I mean, come on, man. What's come on? It's Shazam. Yeah. yeah. How do you do that? How do you get away with that? Hopefully, the next ones will be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just I got it. They they're gonna have to convince me what the movies. I mean, not every Marvel movie is great either because I haven't seen every Marvel movie either. I mean, I did watch Miss Marvel eventually. I was biased towards it anyway because the first Miss Marvel I was introduced to was black in the comic books. She did a team up with Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 that's what we were mentioning earlier mm-hmm. because uh, Monica Rambeau was um, Captain Marvel before Carol Danvers, right? But they put Carol Danvers inside the movie. They, ju- I just haven't seen a good. I mean, Wonder Woman was okay. I mean, I actually watched the whole movie, um, but I think it was just because my wife wanted to see it. <laughs> so, but I did watch the whole movie. Now with DC though. What I like about DC is their animations. I, I love their cartoons that they do, their cartoon movies. They, they, they just be on point. The Batman ones, the Justice League, the Superman, Batman, uh, Public Enemy, like all, all of their stuff I watch, hands down, way better than any Marvel animation. So that's the trade-off for me, right? Like I watch a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie quicker than I will DC. But oh, yeah. I'll watch, they, a, I'll watch already, a DC animation quicker than I will a Marvel animation. They've already mentioned that that the Batman series, the live-action comics, is way better than anything out there. So there's so many of the Batmans out there. Mm-hmm. And why can't they bring that to the live screen just as good? Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. I they they haven't too. figured out the formula for it yet. No. I mean, you have, I mean, just shit, copy, copy Marvel what they're doing. 
you know, when I be watching, I was like, it can't be as simple as take the people that are making the animation, let them make the live action. It can't be that simple, right? <laughs> because no, they know no. what they're doing over here. It's still a movie. It, it may not involve live actors on the screen, but this it's still somebody directing. It's still somebody cutting. There's voice actors. They have to be directed. They have to be prompted or whatever, right? It's a movie in drawn form or animation form, whatever you want to say. But I don't know why they can't translate that same success into live action movies. They just, to me, they haven't done it. I just, none, none of them. Man of Steel, I did watch. Man of Steel is about the only one that I could watch multiple times. If I'm not mistaken, Su- Superman is the highest selling, like, character of all times, right? Yeah, I think he's one. I think it's him and then Spider-Man's two. Yeah. But what if um, the first couple? With, with no, no, I'm not just or, talking or about now? the books. I'm talking about the of all in times, the character yeah. itself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I believe he's the number one, and, and Spider-Man is number two. So, I mean, you got the number one character, and you're not really doing shit with him. Like I said, Superman is my number one character, but, you know, the people that are running that show over there aren't running that show correctly. And it's been showing for years, and it all comes down, again, to money. If people, even though it's a shitty movie people are going to still go see the movie, so they're going to make money. I mean, hey, guys out there, we live in the Washington, D.C. area, and there are Redskins fans around here, and Redskins' owner sucks. If you like him, you know, you can add a finger too. But anyway, it sucks, and their franchise has been sucking for quite quite a while. But they have the potential to be better. But, I mean, you know what? (laughs) You know? What, What can we do to make these... We can't, we can't really do anything because as long as you sit your ass in that stadium to go to that football game, the owners don't care because they're filling their pockets up. And the yeah. same thing with these films. As long as they're filling the seats in the, the movie theater, they really don't care. I don't think it, besides the animation that they have on some of the, the channels, they don't have like this Saturday morning cartoons mm-hmm. like we used to have. Mm-hmm. Super Friends. Yep, Super Friends. Wonder Twins, Spider-Man, X-Men, you know, all that stuff on TV like they do today. It's it's all based on the films. And they're basing, basing everything, especially DC, on what can fill the seats. And that's it. So, I mean, I don't think they really care as long as they make that money. Mm, no, I, th- I think we care. You know, we... we, we no, you care. Yeah, <laughs> I care. You care, but... If you was calling the shots, let me ask you this. So what would you take, that $500 million or the $10 million? You're going to take the five. You can't. You have no choice because you're, you're running a business. Yep. So I get what you're yep. saying. And it's not to say, in my opinion, it's not to say that the people that are taking that 500 that they don't have love for the characters, right? But again, at the end, of the, at the end of the day, it's a business and a business decision. Yeah, but if I want to be, if I want to be true to the game, you know, here, I'm going to, I want the next film that they're going to be, you know, I, I want to show them that they're going to, hey, it, it can be done. Give me that money for the, for the next one, you know, for the next film. I'm looking for the future. They're going to not just this big payoff just to please you. But you, you know what I've been told before? Well, I leave money on the table today for tomorrow when I can actually have it today. I mean, some, somebody's got to make that sacrifice. Yeah. It is, it, they should. I mean, somebody's got to make that sacrifice because, you know, right now you're really hurting 
the comic book enthusiast, you're really hurting us to see the characters that we love, the characters that we collect, the characters that we portrayed as as a kid, uh, you know, wearing a Superman costume, Batman costume, you know, whatever. And, and you know, you just, you know, you just putting out this, you know, th- these movies just for, you know, just, you know, for a lump sum of money. I mean, I understand it's the American way. Yeah. But, you know, but still, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's frustrating for the fan. Yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah, I know, but it's also, it's a, it's a business, unfortunately, is what it is, it's a business. Even if one of those higher-ups did make that decision and stand on it, you know, no, we're going to put, put out a quality product that sticks close to the source. Mm-hmm. It ain't making no money. He ain't going to be calling shots too much longer because nope. they're going to get rid of him. Nope. And they're going to bring somebody else in because the bottom line is, I need the to make line. this much money. Yeah, I need to make money. And if that first film flop. Yeah, I'm not greenlighting you for the second one because you didn't make any money on this one. I'm going to go back to making rom-coms or another James Bond movie, you know what I mean, or something. But, yeah, it's frustrating for a fan. I mean, Spawn, how many years ago Spawn? That was in the 90s, mm-hmm. and I haven't got a reboot yet, right? But I, I loved that character in the beginning. I, I, I stopped following him, but I loved that character in the beginning. One, because he was original, in my opinion. Like, I hadn't seen any superhero like him before. And the fact that he used to be black, but his wife was still alive. She was black. His daughter was still alive. She was black. And they were prominently in the comic. You know what I mean? So there was a representation of black people in that comic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this this was from a white writer. And I was just like, awesome. But then they put that movie out. I was like, okay, y'all got to do better than that. Y'all, yeah. y'all got to give my man yeah. another shot. You know, got to give him another shot. Then the technology started evolving. You've seen the Spider-Man movies and even the Batman movies. Like, oh, look at the stuff they can do now. Man, I know Spawn's cape would be awesome now, or his green eyes, you know, Mal Bolger, man. They, what could they do with, yeah, come on, when's that coming out? And instead, I keep hearing about yet another Spider-Man reboot, another Batman reboot. Like, how many different people y'all gonna get to play Spider-Man and Batman? I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing. It is It is about the bottom line, and that's what they're looking for is the bottom line. I don't think they, when it comes to the films, they don't care about the comic book fans themselves. They're caring about who's filling the seats, and that's it, and how much money they can make, you know, at the box office, at that open release. Yeah, but that, that's, that's who's filling the seats, is the comic book fans. You know, once we see that it, if it's a good movie, we ask other people that are going to come in that are, are beginners. I'll bring my son. I'll bring my daughter. I took my daughter to Black Panther the second time I saw it. That's what it's all about. Please us, and then we'll pass the word along, and we'll give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. See, that's the way it should be. But like what Craig was talking about earlier, about bringing like these female lead roles in, it's because they're trying to appeal to the female audience. If you see it on a big screen, if you see a big name on it that you like and you follow them, you're going to go watch their movie, regardless of what they're in. Right. Mm-hmm. You may not be a comic book fan or just like comics at all or superhero movies at all, but you're going to want to go see that actress in that film. And that's what they're banking on is not only the fans of the comic books, they're banking on the people that aren't fans to come watch these films. Because yeah. that's why it makes the money, because the biggest fans of hip hop right now are little white kids. And those are the ones who spend the money. That's what they appeal to because it makes the money. 
I think in the beginning it it was like that. Don't it was George. pure. It was mm-hmm. it was the comic fans coming, but then that buzz got out, right? And they were able to kind of bring some big names. That unfortunately, I think now it's not even about that anymore. You know, and now it's truly about that bottom dollar, right? Like in the beginning, it was just kind of a gamble. Hmm, it's a good storyline. It's a good script. This is a pretty popular character. Let's try this, right? But only the enthusiasts would know. Like Moon Knight. Well, he didn't get a movie. He's on he's on a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Right? How many people even know who Moon Knight is? Yeah. You know? But they wasn't willing to take that gamble on him. I failed anyway because he wasn't popular. Right? It, regardless. You know, when this whole movie thing started, in my opinion, you know, I think that's why they kind of led with Spider-Man. He's well known. You know, with Tobey Maguire, he's well known. I think if Robert Downey Jr. did not play Iron Man, that franchise wouldn't have been as successful. I don't think yeah. so either. Because he nailed that role. Yeah. He, he yeah. nailed it for whatever reason, whether it was meant for him to be, but he nailed that role. But if Spider-Man wasn't such a success, I don't think they would have rolled with Iron Man. Because, again, if you're not an avid comic fan, people don't know who Iron Man is. Or they didn't anyway. They didn't know who Iron Man But, like, everybody knows Spider-Man. Spider-Man had cartoon shows. And mm-hmm. Spider-Man has been around, like, it seems like forever. Lunch right? boxes. Lunch boxes. <laughs> t-shirts. t-shirts. under rules, right? Yep. I mean, he's been around, right? So people know Spider-Man. Iron Man? Who's, what's an Iron Man? Who's Iron Man? Yeah, and now everybody knows who Iron yeah. Man is. Yeah, I, th- I think Iron Man is older than Spider-Man, isn't he? No. In the comics, well, see, I, it's up to you guys because I, yeah, I think know Iron Man is older than Spider Man, not by much. I've seen some old comic book of Iron Man. They're going yeah, back. he's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. I've seen but, some with his rickety suit. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> he, he, he had roller skates on, like that was his rocking mm-hmm. propulsion. I mean, it was roller skates. It yeah. really was like rocket power roller skates. Literally, was what it was back then. Again, he he may have been around longer. But he wasn't as popular as, but he still isn't as popular as Spider-Man, in my opinion. Right. But yeah. he wasn't as popular as Spider-Man. You know, again, you didn't, it was just like you said, growing up, how many Iron Man cartoons did you see on Saturday morning? Yeah, I ain't seen, seen any. I ain't seen, any. I ain't seen any X-Men cartoons. It wasn't until the 90s when I was grown that I seen X-Men cartoons yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. But I remember Spider-Man cartoons from a kid. He, I remember the Spider-Man TV show because yeah, he yeah. only had one web shooter on. <laughs> <laughs> he only had the one web shooter, right? Even Incredible Hulk. But I don't remember any Iron Man. I remember Iron Man guest appearance on Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk and even the Thor, even the Daredevil yeah. back then. Yeah, but Robert Downey Jr. No, sure did no standalones thing. on him, but that was a standalone Spider-Man. We've been talking a lot about Marvel because they've been doing more with their characters that appeals to everybody. Now, this Blade thing with Mahershala Ali, me personally, I don't see it. Honestly, I don't. They talked about Wesley Snipes being too old for the character. I mean, he's damn near 60 or whatever. But then they cast Angelina Jolie in The Internals. So she's mm-hmm. 50. Mm-hmm. So was that a reason? And they, I don't think they give Wesley Snipes enough props for that. I don't care if you like him as an actor or not. I, I don't care. Because you go watch that first Blade. Yeah, that first one was... Was, was fire. Yeah, that first one was it. <laughs> yeah. It was fire. Did you know... He was trying to bring Black Panther to the screen before he did Blade. Okay. So, but then you, Spider-Man was out. There were some other films that was out. When that film came out with Wesley Snipes, everybody was talking about it. Especially that first scene when he walked up into that that vampire cave or whatever. But then you cast Mahershala Ali because he just won an Oscar. Wesley Snipes can do it again. He definitely can do it again. 
but to cast, again, a back to another big-name actor. Why did he wait till after he won at Oscar to approach Marvel about rebooting Blade when they were already talking about it before he got his Oscar? Do you even think he would have been in mention or running if he had not won that Oscar? Not. No, he wouldn't have. And to be honest, that that was another one that I actually I forgot. But like I, Wesley Snipes is Blade. I don't. I can't see another Blade. Yeah. I mean, he's he's Blade. I don't see and Ali. I liked him in Luke Cage because right? I didn't even know about him before then. So I liked him in Luke Cage. I think he's a good actor, but I don't. I don't see him as Blade now. What about you, George? No, no. I, I was I was really looking forward to. Um, you know, Wesley, they're going to come back as Blade. Mm-hmm. And especially they're going in the fighting scenes. I mean, he's a natural at it. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, because this, he, he knows martial arts yes. already. Mm-hmm. Yes. The uh, the second one, when um, when you had the vampires that, that, that come into the cave, when he was fighting against the girl, mm-hmm. uh, it was like a dance. Right. You know, where they were, they going to, uh, you know, even though they had some special effects in there showing battling, but. I mean, it was just so natural for him to do his thing. And then just the character itself was just so smooth and cool and confident. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the thing. He was smooth. He, you know, he knew he was bad. Right. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, and, and like I said, I don't see that in Mahershala Ali bringing it to the screen. Dang. I mean, he may be a phenomenal actor, but can he pull this off as a superhero? Yeah. One person that I could, outside of Wesley Snipes, Besides the one guy, I don't even remember his name. He played in Purge and he played in Insecure. He could have possibly pulled it off because he does martial arts and stuff too. I don't remember his name. I had rather seen somebody like Michael Jai White or even Idris Elba coming back as playing the character. Not just getting... Idris Elba's a big name, but he was playing Hamdell, so I don't think they they would have brought him back as a totally different character. Well, why so, not? They're going to Ryan Reynolds done play. They're going to several characters. Yeah, he, but no, but Ryan Reynolds was in D.C. Oh, and coming yeah. over to Marvel. And that's the thing I don't like either because if you watch all these films, just about everybody that played in D.C. plays in Marvel or vice versa. Mm-hmm. They go back and forth. And there's more actors in Hollywood oh, yeah. than that, you know, but they, they cast the same people. Oh, because yeah. look, Michael B. Jordan has already played in a Marvel movie, Fantastic Four. But they brought him back as Killmonger, which was a much better character. I don't know what they're doing. Just get somebody else to play these damn roles. Don't get the same people on the, you go to D.C. and like, oh, he was in D.C.? Oh, Marvel. You know, they're going back and forth. And they're even doing the same thing with the directors. James Gunn, he's doing both. I guess they pick a winning, like, I don't know, a, Whatever <laughs> you know what I mean, just to bring you back. Well, I think that's because they they they're trying to find that success. Right? Yeah. So especially you know with DC's movies, they they see the success Marvel's having. Again, not every Marvel movie is successful or good, but they're seeing that a majority of them. So hey, let me try to pinch this director or this director, see if he can bring that magic over here. Because in the actors, I feel it's just about a payday. Like when they get up oh, there, oh, oh, I've yeah. always been a Spider-Man man. Stop lying. Tell me something about Spider-Man. You know, tell me something about that. Well, you ain't been no fan. You're trying to get paid. And right now, comic book movies are the hot thing. Superhero movies are the hot thing. They making money, hand yeah. over fist. Oh, yeah. And now you're trying to get in on it. That's why you've been Green Lantern. That's why you've been Daredevil. That's why you've been Batman. That's why you've been Deadpool, because you're trying to find that one role. You're trying to find that Robert Downey Jr. role. 
You're trying to find that Chris Evans role. Which one of these characters is me that I can milk and get this money? Yeah, so it, you're not going to give any up and coming a, a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like you said, it's all about a paycheck to them. And especially if, and if you're willing to do it, these movie companies are going to want to hire you. Yeah, because your name. Right? And, and you got a better agent than I do because I'm just starting. When you've been here, you've been around, you got a name, you got an agent. So my agent going to say, I got this great guy who be perfect for this part. And then here comes an agent of Ben Affleck. Yo, my man wants to play Batman. Okay, let's get him in here. Like, well, hold on. <laughs> you know, my guy, I'm telling you, he, he's your Batman. No, no, no. Let's see what Ben do first. Right? So, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. But that, that's what it is, in my opinion. That's what it is. Because when they did this last Batman, I don't know if you guys know who Robert, um, Robert Pattinson, I'm mixing the two names together, but Scott Atkinson. Scott Atkinson is the one that, did you watch Doctor Strange? Yeah. Do you remember when he was fighting and they had to shock him and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. Right. The guy he was fighting is Scott Atkinson's. Okay. Long-term martial artist. Yeah. Stuntman. Yeah. He was going out for the role as Batman. Do you know why they didn't cast him? They weren't looking for an action hero. That's what they said. They're not looking for an action hero. I watched his tape and everything. Tape was good, but they said, we're not really going for an action hero because of Joker, what they did with Joker. And then that's what I don't like about what DC's doing right now because they're doing these standalone movies that's not connected to the DCEU right. at all. They want these one-off standalone movies to make money outside of. So... They want a different Joker in the DCEU outside of what Joaquin Phoenix played. And they want Robert Pattinson, Batman, to be standalone. And then they want a DCEU Batman, like in Justice League and all that, and reboot a Batman in the DCEU standalone film outside of what Robert Pattinson is doing as his Batman. Does that even make sense to you? It doesn't really make sense to me. They want two different, like, to switch worlds. The, to switch the two characters worlds. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But on one point, I can see it as trying to show what that particular character is doing outside of the group, right? Like, you know what he's doing in Justice League from this movie, but this is what he does when he's not in Justice League. But you can't do it with that same actor? Why? Right, right, that's what I'm saying. I, with two different actors, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. But having it separate, it, it kind of makes sense to me because we, we're talking about a group versus the individuals, right? I mean, even the Avengers, you know, they, they the Avengers had its own com has its own comic line, but you know, the characters had their separate, character. right? They had their separate titles, right? You had a Hulk, you had an Iron Man, but they came together as a group. Or what happened when they was in the group? I mean, I can understand it that way, but they have two different people. I mean, to me, that just sounds like some kind of higher political thing. You don't know what this is. This is my, you know, you get your own Batman. You know what it reminds me of? I know you guys aren't photographers, but they have like um, Sigma has these lenses. They have their regular lenses that everyday shooters, people use these lenses even for sports or whatever you do as far as a photographer. But then they have their art series of lenses. The art series. It's a totally different lens. It could be the same focal length as this other lens, but now they have the art series of lenses. So that's what it sounds like to me. It's like they want this whole artistic thing, what they did with Joker, because if you watch that Joker, it's not a superhero movie. And the same thing with Robert Pattinson. They weren't looking for an action hero. They were looking for a crime story. Okay. 
instead of like a superhero movie. So they wanted to Batman to be more an investigator than than a superhero. So that's why they want to do these films separately and keep these outside of the DCEU. But again, that still doesn't make sense to me. You can do the same thing with the other actors. Yeah. That you if you if you cast a good actor, the actor can play or portray that role however you want and to direct them to that role, right? Yeah, if you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even with the movie Joker, right? I mean, that just reminded me of something, of what I don't like about DC's movies, right? Because I saw the movie because I kept hearing all these rave people, oh, this movie is great, this movie All right, let me find see. Let me see what this is about. Maybe it is good. And there was a scene in there where... The Joker. Did everybody see the movie? Am I spoiling it? Oh no, okay. I, I, I'm seeing. <laughs> right, so I watch all. I watch all of the DC movies that came out and all of the Marvel movies. Okay, so the scene where he goes up to Wayne Manor, right? Because his mom said uh, Thomas Wayne was, yeah, his, was dad, his father. Right? Mm-hmm. So he goes up there at the gate. He sees Bruce. Now the Joker's already looks like anyway appears to be maybe late twenties, early thirties. He's already a grown man basically. And then you're looking at the ten-year-old Bruce Wayne. How how was the Joker existing before Batman even became Batman? You know what I mean? So I'm just like, yeah, make that what? make sense for me. Honestly, I never thought about that at all. Because the Joker, of course, is older, but he's the one who created, or at some point, the reason why Batman right. is. You know what I'm saying? He's the main villain. Yes. Yes. Wow. But here you are, the grown man. A few scenes away from being the Joker, looking at little 10-year-old Bruce Wayne, who has no inkling, no idea, none whatsoever of even becoming a Batman because his parents still alive. He's living in his <laughs> biggest state. He's got Alfred there, who's already old as dirt, still rolling around. You know, come on, Master Wayne, get away from the gates, you know? Yeah. I was just like, like no, I don't... I, I didn't, it didn't... It didn't dawn on to me at all. It doesn't make sense for me. It just, I mean... It, from what I know, you know, of the lexicon, they're, they're, they're of similar age, right? One didn't really come before the other. Right. You know, the Joker may have been around, but he wasn't around way before Batman. Oh, no. You know what uh, I mean? But, and definitely not that early. I mean, he wasn't around doing this not, stuff before. Yeah, yeah, not as Joker. I mean, right. he was out there like a petty criminal. Yeah, right. right. But, I mean, he wasn't the whole makeup and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, you know, I think he was a Red Hood at one time. Before he became the Joker, before he had the accident and turned him into the Joker. But I was just like, and it was just stuff like that, right? I'm just like, come on, man. I mean, is anybody even reading the source material, right? Or is it somebody just sitting down saying, let's make a movie about Joker. Let's let's make a movie about Flash. It's the latter. Right? Okay. When you going to make a movie about him, what are you talking about? You know, what characters are you going to use? How are you going to make all that? I mean, make it make sense. Like, I don't understand how that was a scene in the movie. So that got through everybody, <laughs> to the writers, the, the the editing room, the cut floor, the directors. It got through everybody because it ended up being a scene in the movie. And not one time did anybody say, hey, how how can the Joker be that old and, and be talking to Bruce Wayne? But it's just little stuff like that that I'm just, that I see in like almost every DC movie. And I'm not even a big DC buff because in all honesty, Superman was my first superhero. Right, as a kid, I think it had something to do with the red and the blue. I think I got something about red and blue. I don't know, because Spider-Man got red and blue. But Superman was my first hero. He, he was Superman. He could do everything. He could fly. He could run fast. He had the high heat vision, super fast, and whatever. But then as I got older, Spider-Man became my 
go-to guy. Spider-Man was real to me. He like he had real problems when he had that mask on. He trying to figure out how to pay his rent. He you know he have girl problems. You know he his aunt is you know he got to try and take care of his aunt May. So I just gravitated towards Spider-Man. But almost every movie of DC with a superhero that I've seen that there, there's something in there that I'm just like that doesn't that just that's not right. Is this that, that's not right? Yeah, that's true. We'll switch gears for a quick second. I'm going to ask you, George. Now, what's the what's the you you said you're a fan of uh, Marvel, and I've seen you got a huge collection of the comics. What out of all these comics that you have, who would you like to see come on the big screen? Well, I would definitely like to see the Hulk. Um, they're going to make you know with the. Um, no, outside of we've already seen the Hulk. They they've had the standalone trash movie, which they're gonna re- <laughs> redo. But outside of what we see right now in the mainstream, mm-hmm. is there some even like I would say secondary characters that we've seen already in the films, or characters that you've seen in some of the books that you have? It could be outside of Marvel. Could be outside of DC. Any anything. You know, who would you like to see come on this, the big screen? Um, probably Power Man, Luke Cage. Um, you know, I mean, you know, of course he's on Netflix, but I, I would like to see, you know, that's a um, another strong, you know, black character that I think would be uh, fairly easy to put on the screen because, you know, the main thing is um, he's going through, Harlem and trying to stop crime and and but then to educate, you know he just has skin this this impervious uh, it, yeah. So I mean that's easy, you know you don't have to have a lot of special effects going for you know for to make him, but he's um, more down to the earth and and a lot more people can definitely relate to him because he, he's more down to earth. They're going his storylines and stuff. Uh, besides every now and then uh, he come across some super villain. But mostly ordinary day on guys that, you know, put on a mask and, you know, have a uh, laser gun or, or something and, and that they fought. Definitely day on Luke Cage. You know, I was that was definitely a big group fan. I got rid of my X-Men, you know, over the Defenders and uh, Marvel Team Up. Those were, uh, you know, I was I was just a, a big fan of a group of folks. And for some reason, I didn't like X-Men. You know, that it just really didn't. You know, and I gave away in a collection that, um, you know, regretted years later. I had the chance they're going to keep them. The guy gave me a chance. He said, hey, you know, hold on to these. They're going to they're be big one day. And I said, nah, I want to trade them in. And come the 90s, they blew up. I was like, well, that was my fault. So as being a, a comic book collector and um, the way of print media kind of going by the wayside right now, what do you see as far as the future of actual graphic novels, and these comics coming out? Graphic novels and comics. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really haven't even they don't really thought about it, man, to tell you the truth. Are they still writing as much as they did and inking stuff, characters like they did? Yeah. Um, I think things that, for me, a little bit of slow on the reading part. And, um, I'm, you know, I grew up with good and bad. The good guys, the bad guys. They started putting bigger words, longer sentences. Uh, you know, I mean, I was even cool. They're going with the secret, secret wars. They're going, you know, when they went off planet. But um, to me, I, I just think they're just getting 
too technical, but, you know, those stories that they're going are popular. Folks reading more and they're, you know, understanding what's going on. You know, that's the best I can tell you right there. So, and you know, in film, just like Harry Potter franchise, people go watch the movies, but you only get a limited view of what you see in the movies. And they go back to, you know, they want to read the books Mm -hmm. instead so they can see everything. So do you think that having these films out right now with these superheroes, you think that's driving people to actually purchase and read some of the comics? Yeah, because you you need to, um, there's a lot of questions, you know, why or how, How, you know, how did it start off when he got these powers? Um, what's, What's his limitation? There's an index comic that will tell you Everything about the, the character, you know, how much he weighs, what's his, you know, what's his strength for, you know, how much can he bench, you know, how much can he lift? And and like with the Hulk, they didn't emphasize in the movies, you know, with him is that, and which they should have said, the matter Hulk gets, the stronger he gets. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he, you know, he, he's, when he gets mad, man, I mean, there's no stopping him. I mean, he's knocking World down. Breaker Hulk. Yeah, he's knocking down mountains and stuff. But, you know, I just thought of a character that, that I would like to see in the film. They brought out in Deadpool, Juggernaut. Oh, yeah. That's, He's that's, been on X-Men and in yeah, Deadpool. Yeah, that, that's, that's my boy right there. I'd like to see him have his own movie. That, that, I think but that I would don't be. Think, I don't see how they would incorporate him into anything, especially the way that they're going right now. Mm-hmm. Because they only use Juggernaut in X-Men put pretty much the same way they used him in Deadpool. Right. You know, smash, smash. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he... he Do a, uh, Brotherhood of Evil movie. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, there. He was, good, he was part of, of brother, the Brotherhood of Evil, which... Because you've already got Mystique introduced. You've already got Magneto introduced. Kind of teased with Juggernaut. I mean, who knows? Because uh, Marvel, Marvel has X-Men again now, right? Yeah, they yeah. do. Yep. The characters are supposed to be introduced in the upcoming film before they actually do another standalone X-Men film in the MCU. Work for the Avengers. I mean, we had all those separate movies before they all came together. Craig, you said you collected before. Now, what secondary character or an unknown character would you like to see on the film? Puma. You know, I've never, I've, I've heard of Puma, but I've never seen them on. Yeah, I've never seen anything. You fought Spider Man. Yeah, I would, I would like to see Puma. That's where I probably and saw him. It's, it's funny, right? Because he, he's a Native American that actually transforms into um, a walk and talk right. <laughs> he's a Puma. <laughs> I mean, he becomes an actual Puma. Face changes everything. Fur, he grows the fur. But um, yeah, I would like to see him. Um, Coming to the screen. I mean, he could be, in my opinion, they could use him just like um, a Deadpool, right? He's not a hero. He's not a villain. But he exists. You know what I mean? In the sense of Black Panther, he's to protect his tribe. That's what that's what his powers are for. That's why he's able to transform into Puma. Obviously, he uses it for more than that, right? Because he is human and he is of of the modern world, even though he still lives, I think, on a reservation. He lives on the reservation with his elders. But, um, yeah, I would like to see Puma. On the big screen. Now, me, the one character I cannot wait to see is the Punisher redone. Have you seen a series with John Bernthal? Yeah, I haven't seen that. I just man, he is he is to me, really good. Punisher's Punisher is just a 
dude running around with a bunch of guns. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, well, how, how are you a superhero? <laughs> like, well, yeah, would you even consider him a superhero? Oh, well, I mean, they have Hawkeye. He just has <laughs> arrows. Yeah, I mean, exactly, but he's with the Avengers. But yeah, Hawkeye has no superpowers to mind, but, you know, neither does Batman. Yeah. Neither, neither does Daredevil. Iron Man, to be honest. Yeah. Iron Man is just rich. Now, Daredevil does have the radar sense, though. Yeah. You know, yeah, but that's so, just due to his, his blindness. blindness. He's, he's right. developed that. You know, but I'm telling you, I think even if it's just a standalone movie, I would love to see them do something what they can do with the Punisher right now yeah. as a film. I mean, he is a popular character. Yeah, that's character. that's the one person I, I would like to see. They do redo the Punisher films. I ain't gonna watch it unless it's um, John Bernthal. If they just put some other like person in there because you want a name. I ain't even gonna watch it. I watch all the films, but I ain't gonna watch that. What about an up and comer that that could just fit that role? (laughs) (laughs) You want the big name for this one? For that one, I want I want John Bernthal to do it because the way he played Punisher, I mean, you know, he embodied the Punisher, the you know, the character. Okay, that's who I want to see. All right, guys. Well, I mean, we talked a lot about the comics, especially DC and Marvel. Of course, DC and Marvel are the most popular franchise that we have out there right now. There's a lot of other comics that, you know, out there. And the reason why people know them, because we talked about that earlier, is because of the the film franchise that they're having right now. But, you know, if you're a comic book fans, if you're um, into collecting comics, I mean, you have people like George here <laughs> that collects comics. I mean, you can. They, they have a bunch of comic book shows all over the place that you can go and purchase some of the comics. And I don't know if the, the popular ones right now, they cost a lot of money now, right, George? Uh, yeah. I mean, back back from the, you know, of course, the further you go back, you know, the, the, the more they cost. cost. But um, um, the decade of the 80s and the 90s are right now just just booming. They have uh, really become popular. I guess because of the um, the 50s and the 60s, they're going, uh, you know, they're so scarce. Yeah. But the um, the 80s and the 90s, you have you had um, a lot of popular writers, artists that really have made a name for themselves. And so they're going, those, those, uh, those two decades are really standing out and really becoming their own popular now. Here lately, Spider-Man 300 came out this year. And it's Wow. I had that issue. So, you know, it, and, and that's, you know, that's the 80s and the 90s right there. And, you know, luckily, they on, I, um, there was two decades that I, I had subscribed to a, a shop. So, you know, I have all of those things in, in mint condition. So, guys out there, if you want to collect comics, you better save some money. You know, put them nickels away because it's going to cost you some money or you can just go watch the films. But, I mean, the best way to, to, to learn about these true characters are just to actually read the books just like any other book or graphic novel regular paperback book or whatever um now i want to thank you guys for coming on and talking to comics with me i know it's been a minute george i've been trying to get you on the show but we had unexpected guests also that knows a lot about comics on the show so thank you guys for coming on and talking comics thank you thank you thanks for having me
like I tell you guys always, you know, you know where to reach me, John Carter at mysteriesandbeliefspodcast.com. If you have a story, if you want to talk comics, just, you know, let me know. Hit me up on my email. The best place to reach me is on Instagram. Lisa's the one who likes TikTok. So if you want to do TikTok, you can you know, snatch her up. But if you do have a story to tell, always, you know, let me know. We can have you on the show to tell your story or tell us a story and we can tell it for you. We'd always like you to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, guys, peace. Y'all ain't gonna say bye. 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>